goodbye. No one. I'm not even drinking. This is it's a yeah. sad time. What we am I even doing in here? We don't even have any drinks to promote or anything. This episode's brought to you by Nondescript Tea Brand. No, it's not. I don't have a cup of tea. It's just a sad time all around, really. Yep. F's in the chat for F's in the chat for us. For us, because we don't have anything to consume. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Implications of Phineas and Ferb podcast. There's 365 days in a gap year, and uni's gonna come and end it. So the once in a lifetime problem for us is to find a good way to save Making a podcast. So. We're on episode 10, officially double digits for season two. Season two. God, and where is the time gone? It's chugging along. It's quite crazy quite, that we're yeah. nearly actually at the end of 2020 as well. Yeah, that's that's insane. It's, it's been nearly a rough year. over. Come on next year, just a little you, bit better, please. All you have to do is just be okay. And I'll be, yeah. I'll be happy. I will be beyond happy. If you're it's, not shockingly awful, I'll be having a great time. We'll be, like we how we're celebrating the end of the year and it's like midway through November. No, we're trying to. We're trying to. We're like, Honestly, please, I'm down please, to just skip December. Just go straight to January. No, we'll do December 1st. Yeah. And then we'll fuck, fuck Christmas. No, really fuck December much. 1st. I specifically want to do the skip on November 30th, if that's well, okay Well, you know you. what? If I get to skip being 19, that's not a huge worry. Just go from 18 to 20. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, so how old are you? 18. And I was like, what? How, how did you do that? Oh, we skipped December 1st. Yeah, we skipped it. That's right. It's, that's pretty close to what my mum does. I've told you this story, but I haven't told the listeners. Her birthday is December 16th, which is very, very close to Christmas. So she never gets time to celebrate her birthday because she's always doing stuff, you know, like she, her kids are doing exams and she's got Billy's doing dance showcase and lots of stuff. So she's just. Christmas. Yeah. So she just moved her birthday six months. So she's just decided it's on June 16th, and that's when we celebrate it, and that's that's my day. And It's like the whole Queen thing, because we were like, no, we want a proper public holiday, put it somewhere <laughs> nice. And so they're like, oh, all right. Yeah, we'll move it properly. Um, she is, yeah, she's always arguing with her siblings about whether she's gotten six months younger or six months older. And they say older, I hope. And yeah, she says, and she yeah. says younger, yeah. It'd have to be older, because if you're moving it, you get the you don't get the benefit of the doubt. You You have to pay up something yeah i reckon uh anyway back again yep definitely De- wasn't a cut there nothing happened between now and the actual start of this episode yeah so on to it Phineas and fur season two episode 10 we've got oh there you are perry and swiss family Phineas. Phineas. They are both fantastic episodes. Yes, both I, related with Barry disappearing, which is quite funny. This is this is one of the only episodes of season two. No, I, actually, I was going to say this is one of the only episodes of season two that I vividly remember watching. But no, I remember the Chronicles of Meep, and I remember Thaddeus and Thor. And I, there's a lot of good episodes. This is one we it's, kind we you remember because we when we went to rewatch Phineas and Ferb, it's one we rewatched. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. really good. It's a classic. It's got the monkey in a shower joke. Yeah, it's and it's very self-aware, these ones. They're like, we've got to tick some things off. We'll start doing it. Because they get to do that later on. They mm. literally just go through episode from episode, ticking off things in the theme song and things they said they'd do. Yeah. And this is the start of that. It's quite good. I do en- I do enjoy the theme song jokes. I think they're quite funny. Um, yeah, you've got the yeah. synopsis for number one. What's right. up? Number one. So, Perry is all like chilling like a cat on the boys' beds. Just having a great time, having a nap he does as even he does. The foot trample thing before, yep. just like, like a cat. Very mm. cute. Um, don't put a platypus in your actual bed; it'll kill you. No, 
Don't do like, it. And it. It will fuck you up. It will either leave or fuck you up and then leave. Mm-hmm. And both those options aren't good. So yeah, exactly. Don't, don't get emotionally attached to a platypus because that's rule number one. <laughs> people, the the probably the biggest misconception about platypuses is that you'll ever see them. You have a much higher chance of seeing them on our currency than you do seeing them in person because yeah. they just don't show up. Yeah, like they'll be at your house. You can have a pet platypus and not see it for weeks. Yeah, exactly. Weeks like, at a time. I personally haven't seen my pet platypus that I have since 2006. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. Yeah. See, I don't know if that was a reference to like being born or my dad, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, I just put a random date out because it was like after I was born, so 2002, because I'd, I'd have had to have seen him and I'd have to probably remember it. See, so. I thought you were making a really clever joke, but I didn't laugh because I wasn't sure if you'd get it because that was around the same year that I never saw my dad again. So <laughs> really? We think the platypus and the dad are, like, heading off together. That, that, that would work. Your dad's a platypus. Oh, no, that's weird. I yeah, don't no, like that makes that. sense. I don't that like makes that perfect sense to me. Yep, that. that makes sense. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, you're a weirdo. Anyway, so he pulls off, his watch makes the noise, and he's like, oh, shit, um, Ferb's going to hear it. Yeah, he says those exact words on, like, out loud, audible. It's the only English words Perry says. In the entire series, he looks straight in the camera. He gets that Tom Cruise grin in his cheeks, and he goes, "Oh shit!" Ferb's <laughs> <laughs> gonna hear it, and he pulls away his Ferb. It pulls away his Ferb. He pulls away his fur on his wrist and looks at his watch. Looks at his watch. Now, have we talked about Perry's fur, his clothes thing that he's got going We've on? We've talked about how it's just Tom Cruise because it mm. is just Tom Cruise, and like. They just keep proving it for us. Mm. Tom Cruise wearing a teal fursuit. He's moved it to look at his watch from Monogram. And then he's got to cover it up, so he eats it later. Yep, as you do. Tom Cruise is a furry confirmed. That's I'm glad that's the, <laughs> finally the spot the podcast has come to. It's been a while, but we've, we've been it's definitely the end it, goal. It's, it's definitive now. Yeah. Um, so Perry goes out to go on his mission, and on the way, Candace is out getting a midnight snack, and she's yeah. getting a glass of milk, I think, glass of water, something like that. Yeah. And she trips over Perry. Mary nearly gets caught and Candace has a bit of a go at him. She's like, fucking little platypus shit. <laughs> fucking your little platypus shit. You're not wanted. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get digger. out of here, you little digger. She calls him a lot of, lot of words that are very words. inappropriate See, for a cartoon children's she, show. She just yep. looks directly at the camera and says, <laughs> that platypus piece of shit. Get out of my house. <laughs> this, is a, this episode's very heavy on just like teaching the kids bad morals, you know. Like there's a yes. lot of look straight into the camera, swear very loudly and then return then to the plot. Yeah. Um, so she puts Perry outside now as the boys reveal in the morning. Never put a platypus outside. That's a lie. The boys are wrong. They're lying to no, you. They're teaching what, kids what, bad lessons. No, no. What, the, what they actually say is everybody knows platypuses are meant to stay inside at night. Like they're meant to be inside at night. No. They're not meant to be inside at all, let alone actually, at night. I would I would argue depending, it depends on how you define inside. Okay. Because okay. if you say they're meant to be inside and you mean like not outside, then you are correct because a platypus will stay in its burrow forever. If because we often say if you ever see a platypus, it'll probably hurt you. That's that's the part. That's that's the little catch, isn't that's it? The kick, Seeing yeah. a platypus. These they don't do much. They're people, not, you're not going to see them. The the animals aren't evenly balanced in rarity. Like I see kangaroos literally every day when I'm driving yep. to work. Like easy or to. To something other than Is work it because sunset I'm unemployed. Or dawn, there's a kangaroo. Yep. Kangaroo's just chilling out there. Sometimes you see a big one, you're like, whoa, that's pretty big. You're like, he could hit he, he, he could, could kick he me could and knock kill me in the head. In one turn. Easy, yeah. One turn. Platypus. One I have seen a platypus once. Nice. That was at a zoo. Oh yeah. 
I've been to a platypus hole where there's known to be one living. Didn't see it. Because you don't see them. No. Not only do they live in the murkiest fucking water available. But also they but, live in water. Yeah. Unless you've away. got a pond in your house inside, he ain't meant to be there. Yeah, exactly. So platypuses are meant to be inside, but inside a modern house with children, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they're a bit worried because mm-hmm. Perry's never missed breakfast. Not once has he missed breakfast. And we know he's been on night adventures before, but he always comes back. Breakfast is a thing he is there for. Important meal of the day. And then he misses during the day. Do you always eat breakfast? Yes, I love breakfast. Breakfast is the best part of the day. It's the best meal of the day. And when I graduate, I'm having a graduation breakfast, not dinner. Fair enough. I can't I can't argue with that. Good. I don't always eat breakfast. I know. But breakfast is versatile because you can have breakfast at any time of day. People are like, you can't have breakfast at dinner. I'm like, you fucking can. What's stopping you? No, breakfast is the best because no one looks sideways when you put ice cream on something. See, yeah, lunch, fantastic. if you're eating a sandwich and you put ice cream, fucking, you get slapped. You're eating mince or pasta and you put ice cream on it, you get slapped. You're having dinner and you're like, I'll have a nice steak. You put ice cream on it, you get slapped. You're having pancakes in the morning, put ice cream on it. They're starting to eat your pancakes, and you're like, you start slapping them because you want your ice cream pancake. You can put ice. It's I know just who, such the best. I know who you were trying to make a point there, but now I'm just hungry. Like true. I I could really go like like up some pasta, some mince, like maybe a bit of sauce. Like just get all like see a bit of bolognese. The or something reason like that. why you're hungry now is because it is actually. Well, is it just past seven? Holy yeah. shit! I thought it was about six thirty, and in mm. which most people would have dinner. Oh, look Except at that. Except for your society-defining fucking family. Yeah. Fucking sure. Fucking Our family fucking. has dinner pretty late for those who do not know. It's 9 o'clock and it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's usually earlier than 9 o'clock. It's like 8.45. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll retract my previous statement. Um, so they've so got a plan. Pe- yeah. Pe- well, Perry goes, oh, before we do that, what's Perry doing? Why is Perry not made to breakfast? He's gone down, hung out with Monogram real quick. Entrance to his lair, get a great lair entrance gag. He, <laughs> it makes the... He's got the the pavements um, in their backyard, the little stepping stones. When you step on them, they make a sound. He has to play his theme song to unlock the door. It's so cool. It's fantastic. And he just one of them opens up and he falls down easy peasy. Um, so he goes down to Monogram. Monogram's like, so the good news is, uh, the, the, the bad news is, you've been reassigned your nemesis. No, you've got a new, got a new nemesis. nemesis. He's he's better. He's better. He's he's better now. First he's off, more dangerous. I I get that. Hines being pretty pathetic is a is a running joke in the show. And also Perry, need, they need their best agent. To Logan, like, yeah, hundred percent. Matt's Perry, but I will not be personally. I don't tolerate Hines doing smoke slander. He is a fantastic man. I I love him. <laughs> he is love a fantastic man. He is he is doing nothing but at the absolute worst. Removing nuisances, and I think that's honestly admirable. I would even define his actions as good, because he's like, "Do you know what I'm gonna get rid of? This one specific thing that annoys everyone." And I'm like, "Do you know if I had the money and the inventions to do that, I would be doing the exact same thing?" <laughs> this Are you is kidding? Completely understandable. Why is there? Why is Elon Musk not already on top of this? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, where is our doofenshmirtz? I yeah, want exactly. one. Like, our actual billionaires are being like, I want to get rid of the things that annoy me, like unions. Whereas, <laughs> unions. <laughs> whereas or people Smurfs who get like, underpaid. Yeah. Whereas Stupid Smurfs is like, I'm going to get rid of things that annoy me. Uh, taxi driver fares. Pelicans. Pelicans. And no one likes Pelicans. No one likes Pelicans. If you get like Pelicans, write into the podcast so that we can mock you on air. 
Yeah, if you like pelicans, please give me a a, a description reason. and a reason. Like I want to justify yourself. Justify your reason for liking we'll, pelicans. We'll tell you how you're wrong. Because they're just a weird mm. weird animal. Yeah. But the good news is Perry's getting relocated to a new family in the Quad State area. See now, he got the news mixed up there. Because he's like, it's bad news, and it looks like a Texas redneck. The sort of family that votes for Donald Trump, and that's not the sort of family I want to be in. They're the sort so, of family where you look at the sun and you're like, ooh, could I look at your family tree? <laughs> <laughs> Incest. <laughs> and it's it's a bad situation for Perry, and it's he's got to, he's got to change his name. So and then as like, he starts oh, leaving, that? he looks and he sees Phineas, and they're like, oh, no. There's Perry, and his eyes Perry. are wide, and he's got his little bag, and he looks at his dog bowl that he eats out of for some reason that says Perry on it. And he's like, I don't want to leave. But he leaves because he's a... He is a good agent. He works hard and he's a good agent. And let me tell you, the organisation dicking him around by forcing him to move away from the people that he loves because... just Knowing that he'll do it because he's such a talented man, you should be respecting your workers. See, this is why Tom Cruise would be the perfect for this role. Mm. If there's nothing that he doesn't want to be, it's honourable. He wants to be yeah. that person that will do anything He's for an the mission. Man. Yeah. Anyway, so they have to leave. Phineas and Ferb, of course, are having their little heart attack. So they're like, you know what? We'll make, we'll make a, we'll get, we'll make a machine that gets every single platypus from Danville into their backyard. Easy peasy. And they're thinking. Perry will come, and that'll be the end of it. Because he's part of it. No, he's... we got how many platypus showed up? I wrote fifty-six. Fifty-six platypus just show up in in their yard. Australia has barely fifty-six. Yeah, I, where I the would... f- are they coming from? <laughs> I wouldn't be betting on Australia having fifty-six platypus. We've got. Let me see. We've got the one on the five-dollar note in my room. We've got the one you saw, and the it's one the that 20 I saw. Piece that we've got platypus on, but yes. Okay, so oh, so if it's on twenty cent pieces, then we've got three in my house plus the one in the zoo. So that's four. We've got four. We've we got can, four. We can count four, and they just get fifty six. Where do they come from? Not Amer- America doesn't have fifty six platypuses. America doesn't have any platypus. America barely has competent people. Where are they getting the platypus from? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Does, but I feel like platypus is the sort of things that would live in Canada. Canada's a weird place. Canada's a very cool place. Yeah, have you ever seen See, that how... That's a joke because it's cold. <laughs> very funny. Have you ever seen how big a moose is? Yeah, they're quite large. They are very large. I thought they were horse-sized. They're not horse-sized. Have you seen they that? are bigger. You know why they have those antlers, right? Why? So they can attack each other. Mm. I thought I thought the purpose was flipping cars, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the original car flippers, moose. Mm-hmm. They, they actually have, if you're driving to a into like a workshop where they work on um, work on cars. Then they just have two moose. Yeah, like they, two don't, they don't bother then. with two meese. <laughs> two meese. <laughs> two mooses. Um, and they just like scoop up either side of the car and lift it up so they can do it. And the then they just hold it for yep. the mechanic. And they just chill. They just chill. And then when they get sick of the mechanic, they drop it and just let him die. Mm-hmm. As the world's foremost expert on mooses. Canadian wildlife. <laughs> We barely know anything about our own wildlife. No, we know everything about the Australian wildlife. Everything we say on this, we could be, we should be, I take this back, we should be a documentary series on the Australian wildlife. Seen through the lens of a children's cartoon. No, just in general. Like, just just in general? We're rebranding. Righto, this is... The Australian <laughs> Outback. <laughs> that's that's such a generic name. It's probably already taken. And why do we want to talk about the Australian Outback? Everyone's like, the Outback. It's like there's three animals out there. 
and I'm pretty sure two of them are fucking wombats and no one cares anyway. Wombats, and yeah, they're kind of weird. Central Australia is a weird, weird place. You, We've been there. Wombats are like bears, right? Yep. But then you just kind of squish them into a ball. And you take away all the deadly. No, wombats can maul you. Yeah, but the deadliest part of a wombat isn't the maulness. The deadliest part of a wombat is the fact that they are so dense. And I don't mean stupid, I mean physically dense. Yeah, no, like when I say you get a bear and you squish it into a ball. Same you're not mass. Reduce, yeah, it's the same mass. It's still a like, smaller area. I don't know how heavy a bear is, but it's the same way as a wombat. And they just walk and waddle and you're like, he doesn't and, look very happy. And then he jumps and yeah. then you can't get back up again. Like you hit... A kangaroo in your car. Okay, you've you've totaled the front of your car. You're going to need to go get it worked out. It might even be a write-off. It can be pretty dangerous. You hit a wombat going down a straight highway at anything above 20 in, like, a triple trailer, like, road train thing going what, through the middle of Central Australia. say heavy vehicle or long vehicle? Or, like, have a little escort. Those two cars you escort. hit one of those head-on with a wombat, and let me tell you, the wombat will walk away. You know, the car flips or the yeah. truck flips. You know the truck flip in The Dark Knight? They actually did that by just putting a wombat on the road <laughs> and then just throttling, <laughs> throttling <laughs> the car. Because they are so dense. They'll flip your, like, your entire car. It's the trick to get any sort of car flip in a movie. Like, hmm. you think you it's, they down. have, like, explosions in the certain sides or they have special ramps. No, 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 no. You literally just get a wombat to sit there and then you drive head first at it and then your car will do a mad flip. Do you know how they actually do those car flips, by the way? Isn't it with mad ramps and little explosives? They're not little explosives. They have, like, really compressed, like, a piston, basically, that sits under the car just next to the wheel and just jacks it up. And now that you know that, when, you, when you're, like, watching movies, you'll be able to actually see where the piston goes off because it's always from one of the four wheels that it starts flipping. So for the one in the Dark Knight, they had wires on the side of it to help lift it up and then they did the piston things which slam down against the ground and push it upwards um, on the two back wheels. Nice. And you can see how it starts to lift from the two back wheels before the wires come All right, so Infinius and Ferb, though. Yeah, back uh, to the, the Perry point of doesn't podcast. come. They keep just picking up wild platypus. Again, don't do this. And they're like, it's not this one. This one's too fat. This one's too skinny. This, this one's, one's too blue. This, this one's, one's French. too orange. This one's French. This one's just a duck with a beaver tail which, taped to it. Which who, is like, who would cut a beaver tail off and then stick it? That's a, a bit mean, man. It's a bit gross. Uh, anyway... Doof goes over to the regurgitator, the big villain called regurgitator, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know what? I'm going to set this record straight. We're going to see, is he really that evil? Is he really that good? And he walks up to him, and the guy starts doing lightning stuff, and then he offers him an internship. And originally Doof's like, an intern? I don't want to be an intern. Mm. That's Why would you want to be an intern? Not for this guy. It has my turn- maternity leave. Sold. Fucking Easy. gone. Like, Can you imagine that being... A thing that is surprising on a on a job. Yeah, when I first mm. read that, I'm like, "You should, of course, you should get maternity leave if you're having a baby. You obviously can't work." And mm. then I realized this is set in America, and I was like, "Oh, capitalism!" Mm, gotta love that. I love how apolitical and, and chilled out our podcast is. Yeah, we definitely don't have political feelings about mm. anything. We are outback Australia. Yep. The only thing we discuss <laughs> is outback Australia. And. The, the point I was making before, by the way, with Outback Australia being a bad title is because most of our good animals are the ones on the coast. We got when you say good. Je- we got jellyfish. We got They're not good. They'll kill you. Bottleneck. Yeah, they, but they'll all kill they'll you, They'll kill you harder. They Bottlenecks will <laughs> kill you harder. Yeah, okay. A blue-ringed octopus is like the most they'll deadly animal. That, that is harder. That is the most deadly animal. People are like, what's the, what's the deadly animal? It's, it's a octopus. kangaroo. It'll maul you to death. It's a, it's a stingray. It'll, you know, moment silence. The point I'm making is 
our deadliest and our coolest animals are usually like on the coast or slightly inland. They're not in central Australia. I think the only reason we think that is because mm. that's where we live. Well, most of us live on the coastal area. And we just haven't discovered the cool and even more super dangerous animals in the centre. Joseph, you've been to Central Australia. I have We been. went to Central Australia together. Do you remember standing on the plains in Uluru and yeah. just chilling out? And you go up to the lookout and you're like, let's have a look around. And you, you start by looking at Uluru and you're like, wow, Uluru is really nice. And you're like, what else can I look at? And you turn, you're like, wow, the Olgas are really nice. And then you turn and you realise that in every fucking direction as far as the eye can see, nothing exists. <laughs> I what understand. animals are living in that? And where are they? Because there's no bushes for them to hide in, so you would be able to see them. What if the animal was the flat landscape? That makes no fucking sense. The, the back of the animal is Oh, it's a land. giant turtle situation. It's a giant turtle or dinosaur. It'd probably be a dinosaur. Probably. <laughs> and the, the Uluru is only like its spike popping out or something. Uluru's the head. No. The head's in the middle of the shell. Because we would have... It's a frilled neck lizard. Uluru is the face, and Australia is on the frill. No. Uh, can you imagine walking up Uluru? For starters, not anymore, but if you did, for mm. starters also, it's a tough walk. And then you look, like you're up the top, and then you just look down, like directly top view of Uluru, and then the rock moves and there's an eye. I'm pretty sure, where do I know that visual from? There's like, I've, uh, there's, a, there's a show with that visual. And the dragon and the gold. Yeah, but no, because that's like this an IP. They're like on oh, Sinbad, the children's animated TV show Sinbad. When I was a kid, they go on an island one time, yeah, and they're like doing the whole thing, and then they like crack open a coconut or something. Like they do something stupid where they like accidentally hit a rock or whatever, and then like next to them, an eye opens up and it's like sticky and gross. Yeah, no, it's like, really cool. You gotta like watch Sinbad. It's a classic. Oliver and the eye just anyway. I'm still convinced that central trip was just a simulation in that bus. Why is that? Because when we were looking out the window, for starters, the rumbles that we're feeling, very easily faked. I was like, this is... Oh, so you're thinking it's a a treadmill situation. And then you look out... And it's just so, like, it's just a blue, it's just the Nothing's red. Nothing's changing. And then you it's look just down. the same tree, literally, like, a repeated distance. And then the trees slightly change, and then they go back. And I'm so convinced, and... It, it looked like a TV screen. No, yeah. I think we were just sitting there, and like we got onto the bus. They drove us to down, a shed. They drove us and, to a shed. Yeah, and, and you look down at the side the of the road and the red dust and stuff, and you look down, and your eyes kind of glaze over, and you realise that every individual detail is so the same every passing second. You can't definitively prove that you're moving, and if you look too for too long, it gives you motion sickness. Yeah. And I was, I'm so convinced we we're just in a simulation. They just drove us, did that. Then they have one fake Uluru that we climb. Like it's, it's a real rock, but like it's in a fake situation. Anyway. It's not, it's not like an actual, like, yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would believe that honestly, because Australia seems pretty fake. Yeah. We, we're so large that we have no people. No, we're not large. We just don't have the space. The government's been lying to you. <laughs> no, that's a lie because if otherwise it would look nicer. We <laughs> it would look way nicer. Instead of red, it would be green mm. and there'd be lovely birds singing at you and there'd be water and you'd get the best ice cream in the world. And, and there'd be kiwi birds, which are a fantastic animal. Yeah, the little kiwis, they're actually way bigger than you think they are, by the way. How big are they? They're like, so do you know what, I mean, you don't know what American football size is. It's a bit bigger than that. They're quite Use large. basketball for reference. I know how large it's those are. About a basketball. 
Like, Jeez, they're really? actually big animals. Damn. They're not. They're not tiny. Have you seen an albino one? No. They're just. They're just white. And it makes no sense. That's adorable. You're like, you're not a polar bear. What are you doing? <laughs> you're not going to be white. What are you, what are you what doing? Are you, what are you doing there? What are you, what are you doing? See, that's, that's an animal that won't kill you. That's an ST animal. That's yeah. a, that's, I'd pet you a You can just bird. look at it and it will run away from you. That's but how it's not, animals should It's also act. not like gross and annoying like brush turkeys are. Yeah. Here it's in the Australian cute. Outback podcast, we discussed <laughs> that kiwis, the best animals are ones that look at you look cute, and then run the opposite direction. Not ones that don't look cute, look at you, realise you'd make a good meal, and then jump at you. Yeah. and like then every animal here. And then sting you and inject venom slash poison slash barb slash claws, et cetera, so on and yeah. so forth, and just, like, put It will either make you know. your internal uh, liquids come out will put its own internal liquids in and that will kill you. Both both will kill you. <laughs> That's a very good summary. <laughs> yes. Very well done. Thank so you. anyway, back to the cursory tangent that we were talking about, which is the children's show called Phineas and Ferb. Yes. Um, some good lines from the regurgitator. No, he, he's going into the... In- oh, okay, good lines. Yeah, I've got some good yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. Firstly, um, Heinz goes to check out the situation and he yep. walks in and he asks the receptionist, I'm looking for a Mr. the regurgitator. Good stuff. Classic. And the receptionist doesn't look to be real. Probably just yeah. an animatronic. Presses button. Goes down. Mm, goes down. When he lands on the bottom, he goes, ow, my hind tiny. It needs a throw cushion. You have all this money. Mm-hmm. Where's my throw pillow? That comes back later as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he actually signs up for this internship. I was completely surprised by that. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And he's enjoying it. He's working hard. He's fallen into the capitalistic um, workplace of if you try hard, you might get promoted in three months. Classic. Usual Classic. thing that you we're won't all get doing. Promoted. I, was, I, I was I was, a yes. month away from a promotion for two fucking years. It was great. Yeah, I love that. It's mm. almost like they do that to everyone. everyone. Mm. Wake up, people. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it's us, a retail worker and unemployed person sitting in a sweaty booth talking about a show designed for people 10 years younger than him. That's where you get your professional <laughs> advice from. This can't is, trust anyone else. Can't trust other information. We are the truth. Uh, okay. So he signs up the internship, having an all right time. Then he totally screws it for the regurgitator, which I love with the self-destruct button, the release He's button. He's got to put a self-destruct button on everything, even on an axe for some reason. Which is so good. It's, I love the axe. And then uh, regurgitator gets fired out because Perry escapes, and then he flies away. I wrote specifically, Perry smashed it. Perry does. Perry was it. on top of it. He was like, i got to save Doof. He puts on the rocket boots and he flies out of there and he, he carries Doof with him and keeps him safe. And it's, it's good stuff. And then as he's flying away, uh, he gets a message from Monogram saying, oh, by the way, Doof is now your nemesis again. Oh. Do it. Post-production. Can you put that? When I said nemesis, please. You've got the soundboard. You're lying to the people, Joseph. No, yeah, I'm not lying. You're going to fix it. Meanwhile, boys mm-hmm. are still panicking a bit that Perry's oh, gone. Actually, before they before it cuts back to there, he drops Doof and Smurfs and Doof lands Immediately. on a throw pillow. And he's like, you guys do it right. And they're like, hell yeah, they we do. love to see Also, it. Perry just straight up drops him. He's flying yeah. and he's just like, yeah, cool. He's got the throw pillow. He knows it's going to be all good. It can die. It's yeah. fine. Uh Phineas and mm-hmm. then Ferber like, right, we're going to have a massive little music festival on the top of a, like, a, a building. building. It's, um, it's U2. U2 did that. Yeah, they yeah. did that. They, they played, um, concert. oh, what's the song with the delay guitar? Didn't they stop the traffic and everything? People yeah, just they stopped like, their cars. Yeah, they, like, they ruined watch. everything and then they got, they got taken down midway. Um, hold on, I'm Googling which song they did. Because they did it for a music video and they held this awesome mm. concert. 
Um, but they also did it because that's cool. Because, yeah. They played The Streets Have No Name, which is such a good song. And they're doing it on the streets. Yeah, which was really cool. It is clever. And in the background, all the clouds are shaped like Perry and detailed like Perry. So they just made a reshaping cloud device that mm -hmm. reshaped them into Perry's well, face. Well, you've got to get that nice music video visual. <laughs> Imagine if you, you too had reshaped the clouds as well. That would be a, a top-tier hit. It would have more than the 47 million views that Only it currently 47 had. million? Yeah, it really should have more. That's a it classic music more. video. And, like, they went to a lot of effort. Like they did, and also that was just, uh, it was, that was a really cool music video. So on to the next one. Um, yeah, real quick, I'll, I'll just chuck some things in there. Um, in the song, not only is it an absolute banger, but we get Isabella on bass, Jeremy on the tambourine. Love to see it. I love me some Jeremy. They're playing their guitar chords and then Isabella comes in, you get that funky like doom, doom And she like the plugs it in during the, don't do that, oh. but she plugs it in during. Yeah, no, that, the sound engineer in, in me, that, that hurt a little bit because you got to set gain levels and you gotta, you got to be prepared. you got to have your effects on. you got to Yeah, and also get you get the noise of the click, in. which you don't really want. But yeah, exactly. if you can make it work like Isabel can, you can fucking smash it. Oh, yeah, because once she starts playing the bass, you forget about all that because it's like, oh, bass. <laughs> Good bass. instrument. All right, so Swiss family, Phineas. Uh, the, Swiss, the Swiss family, no, Phineas's family, the Flins, mm. they've gone onto their yacht boat mm -hmm. called the HMS Lindana, which, again... Very sweet. That's such a good name. Um, though you'd get the worst jokes from if it was an actually dad joke and a slightly more adult version be like, we're riding on Lindana. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it goes south when there's a huge storm because they read it on the flags, which is kind of, again, funny. And then they get stranded on an island together and Candace mm -hmm. is having a skits because she's going to Mrs. Jeremy's party. Yes, got to, got to miss Jeremy's party, and that's Which a tragedy. Is. I love how Candace's motivation is real consistent, though. We love to yeah, see it. Yeah, I like Jeremy. Mm -hmm. that, that and is... fair enough, that is a good motivation. That's motivated <laughs> this entire podcast so far. So, <laughs> you know, um, speaking of Candace and, you know, the the whole, this, this episode, this is a really good time to bring up this, as I mentioned earlier, this is the episode where they start getting some running jokes in. Mm -hmm. Not like, not just, you know, they've got running jokes, obviously, but this is the one where they start in earlier episodes setting it up and then in later episodes paying it off in like a really, in a more linear way. It's a transition away all from right, the episode. All right, all right. Tell me which one. So firstly, Ferb swimming with the dolphins, which is a nice callback to him being able yes. to speak dolphin. Which we also realized that, because we said back then that he was mm -hmm. raised by dolphins. Yes. So I've written down that he's just catching up with the fam. Yeah, just having a, having a good time. Having a good little reunion, bit of a swim, bit of a... Mm, that, that's the deep cut joke. When did we make the dolphins joke? That was like early season one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, like a while ago. Season it was the um, hard days night and iBrobot. iBrobot, yeah, which mm. is like episode like five or six. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. So yeah, for the new listeners, Ferb's a dolphin, and no, we're not going to give context. <laughs> yeah. Ferb was raised by dolphins. That's why he can't talk. Mm. And well, it doesn't talk much. More more running jokes. We get to see what big laundry meant. Because Doof had a to-do list and he was like, and I've got all these things written on here and I've got one and it says big laundry on the to-do and I, I don't know what that is. You oh, know? yeah. When was that joke made? That was made in the one with oh, the lifeguarding, Mount with, Nosy. Yeah, like with mm. Lake Nosy yep. with the thing and he's looking for it and he's got big laundry. I, I still can't remember. Pays off later Pays in off this here. episode. That's good. I and like that. in the same way, they start doing stuff from the theme song. Give a monkey a shower. They, they give a monkey a shower in this yep. episode. Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually really good. And... Similarly, they set up a joke because they are talking to Candace. Yeah. Candace is like, 
instead of building this beautiful house, because they're stranded, they build a beautiful house, of course. Yeah, well, their dad, gonna are, uh, we've, we've got to probably give them Okay, so give they, them context. They, get, they yeah. get stranded. Dad's like, mum and I are going to build the boat. Mm-hmm. All right, fair. You haven't done this sort of thing before, but sure. Okay, mm-hmm. cool to see. Uh, Candice, you look for some food, and the boys, why don't you try and find us some shelter? Like, he isn't yeah, right. very hopeful, but just, like, get us something get to us put something. over our head. And the boys are like... <laughs> they're like, okay, cool. this looks good. Let's build a giant treehouse. As you do. As, As you, you do. would. And Candace gets in there and she looks around and she's like, why couldn't you have built a bridge home? Why couldn't you have built a coconut hovercraft that can fly us back? And they're like, well, Dad didn't ask us no, to do either of those things. Dad, Dad, didn't, asked, Dad us asked us to make shelter. shelter. And she's like, why didn't you build a slingshot that can slingshot us back? And they're like, that's pretty good. That's a good one. We're going to hold on to that. That's a, that's a little one we're going to use for and later. Later, on the longest day of summer episode, they're stranded on an island. And what do they do to get back? Giant slingshot. Good stuff. It's Have we already done that episode? No. Definitively. Because I'm really excited to talk about that episode because it's got a, a weirdly, like, kind of problematic thing going on with Bajit's family. Right. Okay. And it's a two-parter as well. It, it wasn't definitely wasn't season one. I'm pretty sure it's season three. Yeah, could be right. Right. It could be the end of season two. Hmm. Wouldn't, survive, wouldn't surprise me. But, yeah, they're setting up and paying off, and I love to see that. You know? It's it's very good. Very well done. Uh, they make, the, again, the wonderful shout-out. They use crabs. And the bit that Candace falls out of, he makes another great line where he's just like, we're waiting on some parts. That's why there's not a hot tub there. And I'm like, <laughs> it's so good. They're stranded on an island. <laughs> but they're going to get parts brought in, but they're not going to get away. <laughs> no, no. That, that, they that's mom, that's that. mom and dad's job. Mom and dad said they're going to build the boat. They're going to build the boat. We're just going to, you know, build a huge set, house to a, live yeah, here. Just build a, yeah, they're just going to live there forever. I would just... Personally, can compare the old house to um, to the one they've got set up there. I don't honestly just live on the island. Yeah, until a huge volcano that Doof set up gets exploded. And laundry volcano, yeah. Laundry volcano. Do you want to talk about Doof's plan? Yeah. Yep. That's a pretty good plan. Um, yeah, it's... Um, He's going to offer a service that someone you can pay to do, a laundromat, mm-hmm. for free. Yep. And whenever anyone does that, it doesn't go well. But anyway, mm-hmm. he's going to do it for free, not because economics or because he's sick of laundry mats because they cleaned it wrong or something like that. No, because he wants the the spots. He wants to buy where they're staying. To make an evil school. To make an evil school. There is so much lost money going here. Yeah, this is a lot of effort. Although I do like how the evil school says it can train you in like arson. Six weeks to get an arson degree or your something around the or degree. Or something degree or a degree in Ponzi schemes. Do you no. know what Ponzi scheme is? No. It's using money from new investors to con- from like people, new people that invest in your company to convince old people in your company that the company's doing well. Oh. So like you evil, get a new yeah. investor and you take the hundred bucks and you turn to the other investor and you're like, look, the business made a hundred bucks. These stocks are worth it. You're going to buy more, right? And the, and the other and investor is like, yeah. More, yeah, yeah. And then you get to take that investment money and you just turn around and be like the other investor and you're like, oh, look, it's making money and so on and so forth. It's a feedback loop. And nice. it's very illegal. But you know what he could also do? Mm-hmm. Just walk up to the laundry mat and offer them whatever money he was using to make the laundry huge laundry volcano, and then just buy just it. buy a laundromat. Yep. You just buy the laundromat. Or better yet, for like just use other real estate. Yeah, but no, it'd have to be prime real estate. It's it's those locations. Laundromats are pretty prime real estate because you got to put them in a convenient spot. You know. Yeah, exactly. Or he could just make a machine to get rid it's of. It's very them. small for a school though. Laundromats aren't for large. Six weeks is very small for a qualification. Touche, touche. Then again, I've done my alcohol license, and that took me a day. So, you know, <laughs> and that took me two, three, six hours. Yeah, it was, it was very boring though. I'm glad I, I didn't go. I also have done my RSA. Oh, RSA sucks. It's it's all right. 
I mean, it's worth it because you get to serve drinks and bars and stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like they could have just said, don't serve alcohol to a drunk person. Yeah. And it would have been there's, there's two things you learn. Don't serve alcohol to a drunk person. Check someone's ID and if they're under 18, kick them out. Oh, yeah, and, and don't I, serve alcohol to un- underage. Yeah, and I'm of the opinion that if you're stupid enough to be working at a bar and not do those two things, you probably shouldn't have gotten the job. And yeah, that's, well, that's on your employer. That, that's why the RSA is there. Also, if a bar doesn't offer free water, they can be hit with a $20,000 fine. It's yeah. the largest one they can be hit with. And that's I was cool. like, I mean, cool. I support it. I like having free water available. I, I, I guess. Like, you know, I feel no, like there's things that should be. Good. Like, it's a it's a big fine, but I also think that it's it's a deserved fine because, you know, yeah, no, it's, it's useful. It's good to be able to have a drink of water. It's You want to encourage... Mm-hmm responsible drinking. And also, I feel like when you're in a restaurant setting, you want to have a drink of water and restaurants, like, forcing you to buy a bottle of water every time you want to drink is just a really sleazy way of making money because it's just bottled water. Like, Yeah, I, if, I, if I don't think it's to do with the money. It's to do with... It's, like, it's to do with getting drunk and not, not balancing it out. But also, most restaurants offer free water and I think that's pretty good too. Like, I'm... Well, yeah, if you serve I alcohol, feel like there's a regulation there, water. right? Yeah, but if you... Don't serve alcohol. Yeah, well, you look like a shitbag company if you don't have water. Yeah, exactly. You know, good on them. All right, neat. Anyway, uh, so it was the longest day of the summer, and that's about all I've written down. Yeah, so we've got a, I've got a couple notes. Meanwhile, pe- there are Budgie, oh, Budgie and Buford are looking after Perry. And Bal- I really like this. This is the first time we've gotten Budgie and Buford independent of everyone else. Well, we've done all the bullying sort of jokes that they're kind of independent of. Yeah, but that was like, they're individual jokes. They're still going on adventures. We've and Buford does the what you're doing thing, which is yeah, good. It's very cool. And I think it's cool to give these characters some play. I like that they're exploring options like that. And Balji calls Platypus a monotreme. We love to calls see it. Calls Perry a monotreme, which is how it should be. He mm-hmm. is not a mammal. He's not a beaver. He is a monotreme. There is two monotremes in the world. It's the platypus and the echidna. Both of which live here. Both of which are fantastic. Welcome to the Outback also, Australia podcast. Welcome back to the Outback Australia podcast. Which one's the deadly animal? You've got cute beaver duck looking thing. Beaver with a, with a duck bill. And it's the poison barb thing, yeah. No, no, no we're, we're describing it's, it's The joke was I was going to describe the platypus as friendly and the echidna as a small ball of spikes because that's what it is. It's like a, a, a ball of like thick, deadly spikes that walks around destroying cars. Which one's the friendly one? And, of course, the joke was going to be, it's the echidna, because echidnas are fantastic. No, neither of them are friendly. An echidna won't attack you. Yeah, but, like, you don't want to touch it. I've pat an echidna before. It's very cute. Yeah, but, like, apart from the spikes, it doesn't really have that many other, like, deadly things, so it's not going to attack you. Yeah, and it's just chilling, and it, like, it's very calm. It doesn't, like, be running around all the I place. It's it doesn't attack you. it's more timid. Yeah, it's a very timid you know animal. Scare animals. And you know what scared animals will do? What? Attack you. So mm. don't don't go near it. Don't go, yeah. But they when you pat the spikes the other way, like the way that isn't the way that they're facing, then they're actually quite like yeah, they, nice. they are basically just a hedgehog on steroids. Yeah. Take that how you will. Yeah, exactly. That Sonic is almost definitely an echidna. I know nice. that Knuckles the echidna exists and I know he's supposed to be a hedgehog, but like uh, an echidna that big, like a, like a hedgehog that big, he's probably an echidna. Yeah, it's it's the size that worries me, not the blue color. Blue's normal. Oh yeah, well, well yeah, everyone knows that echidnas the, are the blue. The super speed, perfectly normal. Echidnas aren't blue, but they're, they're not that big. 
you've mm. got you've got them there, Lachlan. I've got, got them you, there. You've got the Sonic Hedgehog, hedgehog designers. You're like, mm, I like it, but hedgehogs aren't that big. Hedgehogs aren't that big. Yes, <laughs> Cooper designers. <laughs> you idiots. Hedgehog, sure, hedgehogs can run 600 kilometers an hour. Sure, they're blue. But... Can they? Are they that big? And also, what hedgehogs out here wearing shoes? Everyone knows echidnas wear red sneakers. That's just that's part of echidnas, you know. It's part of who they like, are. Like you, you run over an echidna with your car accidentally, and, and it explodes into shoes. a ball of spikes and destroys your entire car, and all that's left is the little red shoes. Yeah, and you know it was the echidna and not a wombat because of the red shoes. Yeah, well, you know if it was a wombat, because <laughs> your car would flip. <laughs> um. I've Another, only got one more line to end it. What about you? Oh yeah, I've got I've got a couple of things. Um, Candace is like freaking out, and she's like, "I'm never gonna make it back to see Jeremy, and then we're never gonna fall in love, and then I'm gonna have to marry a monkey so that I can have my kids named no, Amanda, have monkey kids, and have monkey kids named Amanda, or whatever the fuck the other one was." <laughs> and and the dad comes over and goes, "And we'll love them anyway." I love them. He's so good. He's so supportive. She's having this total me- mental breakdown, and he's just like, "But no matter what happens, Candace, we're gonna love you and your ugly monkey children." <laughs> A supportive father, we love to see it. Imagine having a father. (laughs) (laughs) I know you make that joke like every opportunity, but it never gets old. I still laugh. (laughs) I love it. It's so good. You do it at like work and like to people you've never really met before, and they're just like, How do I react? And I'm like, You've you've reacted perfectly. I'm just gonna sit here. The reason the reason I said it was so that you'd do that. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, but I have a father, and I'm like, I know. That's why it's funny. <laughs> um, another line. Oh, another thing. We get a island version of the quirky worky song. Yeah, I still prefer my old thinking song. Yep, but I I like the variation. It's good. Um. One more line from Phineas mm-hmm. when he's showing cancer around the house. He goes, there's surviving and then there's living. Oh, what an entrance. What an entrance. You know, Grand Designs would have a lot more viewers from the younger audience if every single episode he walked in and he's like, now they're surviving. And then he turns into this huge house and then there's living. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be down. I'd 100% down. I would, Phineas would be a great like, co-host real, for Grand Or even a real estate agent. He yeah, 100%. He'd just and be like, there's living. If Phineas walked me into a house and was like, this is the place to be, I'd be like, I trust you, small orange-haired triangle boy. Yeah, that nothing says honest like triangle heads. Yeah, exactly. It means his brain is triangle as well, and that means honesty. <laughs> and my final joke to end it. Is well, it a song? No. Oh, Carl. You forgot, yeah. I didn't forget it. But <laughs> you I forgot about this song. Carl, he knows what all these buttons do. <laughs> He's Carl. It's a great variation. That's another song variation. Perry the Platypus's theme, but it's Carl. Carl. I do like it. Nice. And they don't even call Carl to go stop Doof. That's what I totally thought was happening. Yeah, I thought that it was going to be like this great interaction where Doof opens the door and he's like, oh, I was expecting a platypus, but instead I got a human being here to foil me. They clearly don't care about me anymore. Yeah, yeah, something like that. They didn't even send monogram Carl, I didn't hope it would come to this. But but I'm sending you you out there. And we're like, oh my god. To fight evil. And you're like, oh my god. Carl's going to do it. Carl's going to actually fucking do something. No, he's getting in an ice cream truck so he can distract the boys so Perry can go and do his job. 
<laughs> very in character. Very, very in character. Uh, and then my final line is in actually in the first adventure when he's with Monogram. He come, goes down with Monogram. And mm. then Carl makes a joke. And then Monogram doesn't doesn't laugh. And Carl's like, you laughed last time. He goes, it was a pity laugh. <laughs> Nice. Nice. <laughs> it was a pity laugh. And then The World is My Nemesis by The Regurgitator. I'm going to use that more often. The World is My Nemesis. That song is never going to get old. Yeah, and it sums up my complex relationship with the world, mm-hmm. which is good and bad, but yeah. kind of still there. Yeah, the world's your nemesis. It feels good to have the soundboard back, doesn't it? Because we can... You said nemesis. We've got so many good things. Like, we've got, you know... We'll have to see it. Um, we've got... We've still got this loaded for some reason. Okay! Well, okay. Get rid of it. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's useful. Um, <laughs> it's we've useful. got. We've used it like twice. Classic. <laughs> I never noticed before the panning on those drums in the start of that is fantastic. Mm. That grooves. All that right. is a good song. We need to wrap this up. Let's wrap it up and get out of this hot, sweaty booth. I've had a nice time. You've had a nice I've time. Had a nice time. We, let's you plug know some how socials. Else you can have some good times. You can go on our Instagram. Oh, beautiful. I'd like to shake your hand. That was very well done. You yep, did, yep, you're, I had that set up. Yep, you're all no, over this podcast no. business. Yep. So the Instagram is implications of Phineas and Ferb. You want to do something else cool? Go to YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. Why we've, not? We've Just got make it. it cool. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Add Apparently, a comment. Yeah, chuck a comment in there. Chuck us a cheeky like. Maybe you subscribe hit the bell notification you know well, YouTube god i hate myself yeah for same that. just shill that's out disgusting. to everything Falls sorry on youtubers you have an honest career and that's something that comes part of it but <sighs> yeah um soon we'll have nord vpn that's gonna be so nord vpn we can't say anything because they haven't paid us yeah no nord, nord vpn is a shit company no no you can't say okay i can't say that i'm sorry you can't say anything about any company until we're paid okay like, i'm just gonna cut i'll positive. cut this entire bit or i won't um you cut the bit where i start getting angry because that's funny <laughs> um you can hit us up on the twitter yep of Ferb, of underscore Ferb, because we couldn't Ferb. fit in the whole thing. So we well, just we typed the implications yep. of Ferb, and then it's like, oh, you mean of Ferb? And I'm like, close enough. Right. So, yeah, as on Twitter, that's a great way to get in contact because it's very easy for us to see, and I spend most of my time on there. And Yeah, and Reddit. Yep. Reddit, uh, his, are we still probably on the Reddit? Well, technically, it's still there. Yeah, right. I hit us up. I on don't the look at any social media except Snapchat, and I'm not making a Snapchat for this. Yeah, no, fair yeah, enough. That, right, that's well, going to be rough. Hit us up on the Reddit if you want to. Can't guarantee that we'll reply. <laughs> <laughs> but if you also, if but you the, really want to get in contact with us on Reddit, upload something to prequel memes and get it on top, and then I'll, I'll see it. Oh, we'll see it we'll definitively. See it for fucking sure. All right, that's the episode. <laughs> Good to see you all. I know what we've done.